Welcome to episode number 145, Mark II of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am joined via Skype today by... David Meinsmith. Ben Merkel. Thank you so much for joining me, fellas. Uh, I said 145 Mark II because we recorded an episode last week, you and I, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I was remiss in editing it. It was, it was originally supposed to go up late because of life stuff. And then when I went to go edit it late, uh, I found out that, uh, due to recording issues, it never got recorded in the first place. So there is the lost episode that will never be, uh, mm-hmm. uh that will never see the light of day. will never, uh, get into your ears, but it was a nice conversation between Ben and myself about, uh, the, uh, the double fine Kickstarter thing, uh, how they managed to raise a bunch of money. We talked a lot about the games we were playing. I'll probably cover some of the same ground again. Um, uh, but here, you'll never know week. which one of us is pregnant <laughs> until nine months from now. Nope. Oh boy, we're gonna have one of those parties where you where where you like you reveal you reveal the gender of the baby by cutting into the cake, and if it's blue inside, it's a it's a boy, and if it's and if it's. Oh. Uh, and if, it, if it's if it's pink inside, it's a girl. And if it's if it's if it's if it's chocolate, red then... inside. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Red velvet cake. That's bad. Um, so uh, we're gonna keep it short tonight because of uh, because of sleepiness on my part. Uh, but it's just gonna be what we've been playing. So, uh, David, since you are the, uh, the 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 one who has been the, away for the longest. Uh, why don't you regale us uh, with what you've been playing in the last uh, week or so? Sure. Um, well, I'm not sure. Did I mention at all before I w- um, was away that I've been playing uh, Dark Souls? Uh, yeah, we talked about it very briefly um, for for like I believe the first two weeks that you that you had it. All right. Well, um, I'm now um, about to finish up the the depths. Ooh, yeah. From the overall feel of the game, um, yeah, uh, and you know some of the things I've seen online, it seems like that's sort of kind of um, like um, nearing in on halfway. Is would that be accurate? Mm, halfway is after you've rung rung both bells. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so I'd I'd say that you're closer to one third. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, how do you like those? Uh, how do you like those basilis? Um. Well, I um fell down random shoots twice. Uh huh. Um. So I had a rather abrupt introduction to them. <laughs> um. Luckily, um, I've got a fairly strong character build. Um. And I can one shot them. Right. So, yeah. They're they're they're, uh, they're weak, but the problem is they get into they get into numbers and the fog accumulates. Right. Um, the the one thing I found that's good is um, I've um, got enough stamina that I basically just run in and hack things down, and then um, just make very very sure that they don't get behind me. Okay. Um, I I do like the fact that they um, made that area with a lot of like switchbacks so that they can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I managed to um, survive them and open up the um, the campfire. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's it's real hard to find, and it's even harder to find the shortcut to get back to that from the uh, for, from from the end of the area. Right, right. Yeah, that's been helped a lot. I've actually um, then been um, 
took some time farming um, rats and slimes in order to um, do the um, uh, build up a divine weapon. Oh yeah, you don't really need a divine weapon until uh, until after you ring the bells. See, um, I I like the longsword, but uh-huh. um, there was no realistic way to have anything um, better than the uh, Drake sword, right? Without massively upgrading it. Yeah, the Drake sword definitely breaks stuff. That that's uh, for for those of you listening. That's the one that you get uh, very early on in the game by shooting off a dragon's tail, um, which. I sort of had a love-hate relationship with it because um, that's the as depicted. It's actually a slot weapon, so um, that was kind of cool. Um, but at the same time, I like stabbing things a lot. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, actually, I went and I um, I uh, joined up with the uh, Forest Hunter faction. Wait, how do you get? Wow, you you broke sequence a bit. I think. Yeah, uh, well, because <laughs> after, after you ring the first bell, and really, really even once you get to the general area of the first bell... Oh, that's um, right, you can, run, you can run down by the parish blacksmith. Right, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't um, really tell you what you should do. So ultimately what I did is got to the um, campfire by the blacksmith, just screwed around some, went... Killed the, um, rang the first bell, went to, through the dark woods, and, um, pretty much got up to the point in which, um, right before the, um, butterfly boss, before that boss, right, right. Decided I didn't want to fight them, went back and did, um, the lower, um, uh, was it Lower Undeadburg and the um, part of the depths? Right, right. Got tired of that. <laughs> went back, killed the butterfly, so that I could um, start making divine weapons. Yeah. Then I'm back to the uh, <laughs> the depths again. Yeah, that that that's the funny part about about that particular side of the map, like uh, like any of the Dark Reef Garden, Dark Reef Basin. Um, that whole side over there is very little of it is required. Um, and, and right. this is, this is part of like what makes the game feel like pretty magical to me. Um, and is making me want to go play it right now while we're talking about it. Um, but you can kind of dip in and dip out as, as you see fit and there, and there aren't very many parts of it that are really off, off, off limits to you. Um, except for, except for parts where like the big cats will come get you. And then, uh, God, God help you if you try and fight the Hydra uh, without the rusted ring. Um, but... Yeah, I. Um, when you say the big cats, do you mean the bear cats? Well, well uh, when you when you're running into the area with uh, with with the uh, um, forest hunters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fought one of them and um, almost killed one of them, and then the other one came, so I just left. And luckily. Yeah. Since I'm in the forest, there's nothing's hostile. None, most of the stuff is hostile to me there. Right. Um, I I really love the fact that I'm working for some like demonic cat. Demonic Cheshire cat. Yeah, that's a yes. that's good. Uh, yeah. So I mean, have have you acclimated to the combat? Like, do you feel like you have a really good grasp on it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I or at least the combat style I'm doing, which is pretty straight up, like sword and board. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It's actually, um, it's you know, it feels very similar to martial arts. Um, you know, very much. Um, you know, playing the distances. Um, you know, looking for openings, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah no, I've I've really enjoyed the combat system. Yeah, um, uh, I, I, en- enough can't be said for like picking a weapon that you like or a weapon type um, and learning the distance that you can effectively attack. You know, somebody from. Um, because, because like it, it changes everything. If you're playing with a short sword or a long sword or a spear, you know, I was, I was a spear, a spear and shield sorcerer, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to pick up, um, spear, ha- I, because I really like the piercing attacks. Unfortunately, I haven't found any that really have that high of a damage. Um, the problem I was having with the spears is it seems like, um, a lot of the weapons, um, even if you have enough strength, you throw yourself off balance. Yeah, uh, that's that's true with any of the halberds. Um, but if you if you just strictly stick with spears, um, it, it it does tend to do well. The the advantage of spears is that you can attack from a guarded position, so you can attack with your shield up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What I tend to do is run up and let someone hit my shield, and then do a. Um, Oh, stab me attack with the long sword. Yeah, I think I think but. we're getting a little bit in, into the into the weeds here. Um, okay, so sorry. Um, no, I just I, I don't I don't want to uh, you know kind of uh, to spend too long because I we, we we did that a lot when I was playing it. But I, okay, I've got sure. I've got to say I I really um I really kind of anticipate seeing what you think about some of the bosses that you're going to encounter because so far you I mean you 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 fought like the Taurus demon, the butterfly and the bell gargoyles but um, it, it yeah. gets and... it gets so real like even you know even at the end of this area that you're approaching like it's sure. uh I mean and, and not just as far as difficulty but as far as like the, the, the cross section of difficulty and the visual and scale uh kind you know kind of aspects of what you're doing like wait a minute you, you you go from saying to yourself wait you expect me to kill that to holy crap I killed that sure <laughs> and that's one of the biggest uh that's one of the biggest kind of like uh uh endearing parts of the game uh one other thing and like you said we don't want to rehash everything but I did uh check out some of um what is it, New Lordran or whatever? Um, with the um, Praying Mantis ghosts? Oh, you mean the uh, the New Londo Ruins? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting area, um, and it gets much more interesting once you're actually able to fight back against the things that are down there. Well, I use the, um, whatever the temporary curse thing is. Yes, the transient curse. So, um... The the one thing I found annoying though is just um, I realize it's supposed to be difficult, but the them passing phasing through the walls. Yeah. I found there are a lot of times where it like I'd be fighting something that was literally inside a wall, so I couldn't hit it. You know, stuff like that. Exactly, you you, you nailed it on the head. So, um, also, I've got to say the slimes, uh, the ceiling slimes really pissed me off. <laughs> you learned to watch. I, I've got to say, um, that's the one area where I'd say um, some deaths that I would consider unfair. Yeah. Just in um, the degree, if they gave you full camera control, it wouldn't bother me. But yep. when you can only look up to a certain degree and you can only 
target things on the ceiling when they feel like it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, well, you're supposed to memorize where there are where they are and run past them. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've just taken to like running past them, turn around, and then killing them. That's the way to do it, honestly. Um, but just uh, I, I mean, every every area kind of kind of like tries to teach you how to do something new. Yeah. You, you know, um, and 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 with the depths, it teaches you to look both up and down, and really yeah. measure every single step. Like if you're if 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 you're approaching an area or a hallway or someplace you've never been before, and you're running and your shield is not up, you 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 are playing Dark Souls wrong. Yeah. You know that, and and that that is a big part of what of what uh, the depths is supposed to teach you. I see someone do a no shield run. Oh, I'm sure it's. it's I mean, the game's been out for what, like four months. Somebody's done it. <laughs> um, um, so what? What else have been have you been playing? One thing I just found entertaining. I haven't actually gotten a chance to play it, but um, have you seen Dungeon Defenders at all? Y- yeah, that's on Steam, right? Or yeah, it's of kind Dungeons of a Dragon combination War. action game tower defense. Yeah. But they just released a um, Presence Day downloadable content with new skins. So um, the monk can now be Barack Obama. (laughs) The squire can be Mitt Romney. The huntress can be Michelle Obama. And the apprentice can be George Washington. They missed an opportunity. The apprentice should have been uh, Donald Trump. (laughs) What? I'm here all week. Um, so so um, I just find that very weird. It's not really political, but kind of is, I don't know. But, so that entertained me. But um, mainly I've been playing um, Saints Row, um, which I'm mooching off of um, uh, Ben. Yeah, the, the person so, in the same room there with you. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I, I won't tell him. <laughs> That's been I don't know, I've really enjoyed it. Um it's you know, really really, really fun gameplay. Just running around, um, you know, flying kicking into the driver's seats of cars and then <sighs> I I recreated my my uh fiat as the the now super fiat that can just, you know, take out SUVs. <laughs> Really fun game. I think, though, my favorite part and probably the part that surprised me is despite the uh, fact that the game has virtually no plot and that your um, character is very blatantly a psychopath, um, <laughs> it has some of the most likable characters of any game I've recently played. Yeah. So what uh, what characters have you seen so far? Well, I mean, I would say... Um, the main ones were what um, Gat, who then proceeds to bugger off the mortal coil. Um, <laughs> yes. I can I can already tell what voice you're using. Um, <laughs> you're, 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 you're using the English guy voice, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, so that's the, the only and, choice. And actually, your main character, which I find funny, that despite the fact that I could have made him anything from. The, the the English guy I went with to some black dude to a Chinese chick. How the degree to which like probably my favorite character. 
Yeah, the, all of the voice. I mean, all the voice acting that I've seen, like on YouTube videos and stuff like that, of of the main character and the different options, it's it's really good and it's convincing in in a mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't expect. Like Mass Effect manages to do that really well. A, a, a because they have you know Jennifer Hale doing the female voice, um, you know, and she's 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 literally literally the best. Um, I don't know. I don't know who they have to do the male voice, but he's, he is okay. They do that well because there are two options that they have to write to, you know, right. but with this, you know, not only are you picking different, different, different intonations and different voices, you're picking entirely different personalities. Almost yeah. right. Like, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're always going to be, you know, like full of like lots of bravado and, you know, just like, yeah, I'm a gang leader. What of it? Um, but you know, just kind of different, like, you know, the, 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 the English guys, you know, classy, you know, right. That and the zombie, the, 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 the zombie option, or as I call it, the <laughs> option. But, um, I think my favorite is, um, it's actually one of like the first actual missions where as you're driving to it, they just start singing along with wherever the radio is playing. Yeah. They start singing along. It's a, it's a sublime song. And that is, uh, loves what I got. Right. <laughs> and that, that is that was just incredibly entertaining i don't know uh-huh. no that that that's frequently cited as like the 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 moment that sold a lot of people on the game like uh, yeah. other podcasts i've listened to and even even other you know fr- friends that i've talked to who who who've played it they're like you know yeah like like you, you and me ben like i i think like what what we what like what sold me on it and i think maybe what sold you on it too i'm not sure i don't want to speak for you uh is the the penthouse mission where you parachute into uh power. Yeah. Yeah. That was good too. Yeah. That was good too. I, I cited that in the review. At the yes, end. you did. I'm going to try and get that to go up concurrent with the, uh, con- concurrent with this episode. I just, okay. I, I have been remiss. It's fine. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. yeah um, so, um, I don't know. And you know, there's just so much fun stuff to do with it. I, I've literally probably spent as much, um, money just um uh like maxing out random cars <laughs> so that i can run things over as i have on almost everything else <laughs> see that's funny because you spend a lot of money maximizing your cars whereas i spent all of my money doing weapons i see that's all my funny money because <laughs> because i generally i don't like driving mm-hmm. um that much um it's more just I mean, I initially got one sports car and maxed it out, and then I I drive a Fiat, so I had to then once I saw the the emu, I had to get that and <laughs> turn it into some crazy car, and then I just recently managed to get a hold of the um oh the Humvee with the machine gun. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I, I actually, um, what, what weapon did you like? I really, in any game like this, like, especially in Uncharted 2, like third person shooters, I always gravitate towards the pistol a lot. See, that, like I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, I've, the, the 1911, um, style pistol, I really like. I don't know. Just it feels it feels precise without being you know being a sniper, and it's of course it's you know it's unrealistic, but uh, you know you can shoot people from a pretty far distance, and it doesn't feel. I just I hate the feeling of like a submachine gun or an assault right assault rifle in a game where you empty a clip into somebody and they're still standing up. 
Whereas with yeah. a pistol, it feels like I can I can pull the trigger like three or four times and then they're down. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. My my theory on that is that they balance because um, fear was the same way. I um, always used the pistol. My theory is that they balance guns predominantly against how long it takes to shoot uh, to kill someone. <laughs> so um, since the pistol fires less often in the same period of time yeah they balance it so that less shots kill someone that makes perfect sense it does um how far in the narrative are you like how far are you in the story um i just did the mission where they introduce the game show oh yeah yeah so um i'm i i know i'm assuming i'm still fairly early on yeah um the the last relevant thing i did was probably the penthouse yeah okay yeah you, yeah you're, you're you're still like I, I don't even know if you've if you've assembled your full crew yet no no yeah i don't i don't think you've gotten to the the moral choices of the game either yeah i've got to ask how can this game have moral choices yeah uh, I don't think it does. I think it just yeah. has like it has it has like moral choices that like they 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 appear moral, but in reality they say like save X person or save Y person or do do you know do one thing or do the other. But then in parentheses they tell you how it affects your gameplay. So it's like um, to use an early example, like enemy gang enemy gang HQ, blow it up, get more respect, keep it, get more money. Yep. Yeah. I've got to say, that's actually something I don't like, is the whole taking over um, um, taking over neighborhoods. Because <laughs> I really like just randomly shooting someone and then, like, massive gang wars ensue. But I, I like how you, have, how you have different alert bars for the different gangs. Yeah. And that the police are, you know, treated as, as their own uh, special kind of gang. But because of that, I'm, like, purposely not taking over any of the Decker territory because I find them the most entertaining gang. So I enjoy um, having a lot of area where I can just go mess with them. <laughs> oh, you're going you're gonna to love later on in the game. Any, uh, I don't want to spoil anything because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's cool, yeah. I mean, both, both those games, man, that's, uh, that's the, I think that those are the greatest hits of 2011 right there, aside from Portal 2. Do you have a uh, let's? I think I think we can do one more from you. Actually, this one probably will be fairly short because I haven't played it much. But I got the uh, finally got Cataclysm for World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, which on the whole, um, more the same. I mean, which isn't a bad thing. Now, now Cataclysm, like the benefit of getting Cataclysm, like the biggest thing that happened in the game when that came out was that they updated the the old world content to be more in line with uh, Lich King. Right, right, but everyone gets that. Yeah, everyone gets that. So, like the 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 actual benefit of getting Cataclysm is to be able to start as one of the two starting races. I remember one was a werewolf, the other one I forget what it was. The, Goblin, the advantage maybe? of Cataclysm is being able to start as one of the uh, new races. One of the, one of the new races, and then new new end game content, which is werewolf. I I would be very surprised if a significant portion of the population. Said I really want to be a goblin. Well, I heard I heard that the goblin like starting area and quests is really funny. 
See, and actually where I was going to go with that is probably the most notable thing is the um, the starting quest line uh, for the uh, werewolves is really well done. Oh, it's so long. It takes you up to like level 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, you know, you start out as a human and um, the worgen are invading. And, you know, you fight through, get bitten, and um, you ultimately kind of defeat the worgen but then it flashes to like um, you basically black out and um, wake up um, like several years later to find out that you like killed everyone. Yeah. And you've only just, you know, they have some medical procedure to now make you not a crazy monster. Right. But, um, you know, a lot of the way it's done, like there's one area where um, you go to um, the top of this cathedral. And you have to, um, like, a guy's been injured, and you have to um, protect the people there while they're, um, you know, while they're um, uh, healing this guy. But it's um, the worgen that come in and attack you. Don't just like run up. You they'll you see them like leaping um, from spire to spire of the cathedral, and then finally getting to where you are and attacking. Right. stuff like that just the the um way they've done a lot of a lot of the areas it's just very very well done yeah they definitely made it more cinematic and made it feel more dynamic it's you know we we we've, we've come a long way from everquest where you know it was just a bunch of people standing and you know you could tell what they were by the color of the uh of the text above their head <laughs> it, <you laughs> right know. exactly yeah no, it's a it's it's really aggressively instanced. Like like you you're 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 playing with other players who are happening to do the same thing with you at the same time, but like the areas that you're running through, like the, like the the city that you're trying to like save in the in the opening of of that is the you know it's it's it ends up being like the the worgens or, or you know Orgamar, or or, right. you know, or their uh, I forget what the other big cities are but it becomes your starting city and it's like you're you're it's even though geographically it's in the same place you are like on different hardware and you're you right. know seeing seeing that transformation as it goes through um, and it's it's really weird because um you know they a lot of it you don't so explicitly zone in and out so like some of the plot line is um you know there's a whole bunch of earthquakes going on and um you know, at one point, you um, the, you're being invaded by the city is being invaded by freaking crap ton of pirates, and so you complete some quest and go down to like the basement of this building where where the guy to turn in and you know the resistance is, and all of a sudden the screen starts shaking and you um go back up and half the continent has fallen into the sea. Yep. And there's, you know, no loading, nothing. You just walk downstairs, stuff starts happening, you go back up, and it's all gone. Right. So it's very cool. Yeah. No, it's 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 neat. I mean, I have it. I own it. I've played the Worgen starting area. I, I, I kind of, I mean, if, if I had the wherewithal to play the Goblin starting area, I would do it again. I mean, are, are you, are, are you, I know that you're playing this socially, like, like, like with friends, you know, do you, yeah. do you consider yourself primarily to be like a leveler? Like, or, or are you in this for, for raid, for raid stuff too? Honestly, um, I almost exclusively just to keep, um, keep in touch with, um, people from, um, uh, Cincinnati. 
I'm most interested in the rating, stuff like that, just because it's, you know, that's the most social aspect of it. None, none of the people I play with really do that much uh, PvP, stuff like that. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. No, for, for, and, for some mean, reason, got, I was... Oh, go ahead. We've got a pretty, uh, pretty good guild. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a lot of fun things they've added with the um, guild. You know, they, they now have, like, various guild achievements and stuff like that. So those yeah. are kind of fun. And, and, but that's also the same kind of stuff that would, like, keep me from dipping back in, honestly. Just because it feels like such a... It, it, like, uh, when, when, I, when I picked up Cataclysm, I hadn't played it since Burning Crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt like such a different game. It's kind of like when I when I do my yearly login back to EverQuest. Um, sure. And just like, it's, it just, it, it, it I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's like Rip Van Winkle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's mu- a much different game, although I've got to say, um, it's just a much better game. Um, leveling's much, much quicker. Yeah. And they've, um, take out a lot of the more annoying stuff. The one thing I will say that I feel like it's a little bit too bad is they took out a lot of the mandatory quests certain classes had um, to get uh, um, uh, defining abilities, which legitimately a lot of them were very annoying, but at the same time they also tended to be very memorable. Right. So, like, I remember the... um, getting your first pet as a hunter um you have to go through this pretty long quest chain you can't do it till you're level 10 and once you complete it you have your pet but it's um just above angry enough to just start attacking you and leave (laughs) and you don't yet have the quest completed um you have to complete the quest to be able to feed it and make it like you (laughs) so i mean grad like from a game um standpoint like i can understand how that's not particularly good game design on the other hand um it made getting your first uh pet infinitely more meaningful right i you know i feel kind of the same way about about getting you know getting getting from uh freeport to kinos and everquest right you know yes. that 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 wasn't good game design but you know that is that is what i remember about it i mean in in your experience you know kind of like you know le- leveling new classes on this kind of you know sped up treadmill that they have going um in in your experience are they, are they still teaching you these these skills like you know like how to play your class because that that i mean to me that that seems to be like one of the big purposes for for any kind of you know single player quest in an MMO is to teach you how to actually do the thing that your class should do. I would say on the whole, I think definitely in some ways they do it better. Um, they've redone all the quest lines and they do much more introducing things that, um, either become relevant at higher levels or, um, you know, be, they added later on in the game. Uh huh. Um, the one thing they've actually they changed up a lot of the classes and like at least one of them I played a hunter to like level um, forty six and ultimately found out that with the new changes I don't like it and it took you until level level forty six to get there but fortunately with the new leveling system you know that was only like what four hours of gameplay right right no I mean it was a while <laughs> actually the the funny thing is they um now everything gives you experience so like mm-hmm. um if you mine a resource node 
um, you get as much experience as what an equivalent um, level kill would be. <laughs> so, like, the last, um, eventually, I've, um, at about level 44, I realized I wanted to try something new, but I didn't really have the cash to buy Cataclysm, so I just um, spent time mining to farm gold. <laughs> um, and the last two levels I gained were purely for mining. So. Have you ever played a um, achievement the game? No, yeah. I haven't. Ben, explain explain achievement the game. It's on uh, Armor Games. Made it right. Yep. It's, yeah, it's pretty much everything you do is an achievement, and the idea is the point of the game is to unlock all the achievements. And so I think you know, like uh, moving to the right gives you an achievement, <laughs> or you know, and and they all have fun names too. Like you know, you're not brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> And then right. isn't is it with uh is it with elephants and uh yeah and like things that kill the elephants yeah mm-hmm. so there there's other things too you can there's like letters and you can spell out words and stuff I think yeah it's a it's a, it's a neat little game it's I mean it's more of a more of a piece of commentary uh, mm-hmm. than, than than anything um, I don't know I think that that is always kind of in a tug of war match with uh, don't shit your pants uh, with me <laughs> for being the, the the best flash game I've ever, I've ever played. Um, at least You've the never best. Never progress quest. I, I I know I know of progress quest, and you're, it's the, it's the same it's the same kind of deal. No, the best the best flash game I've ever played is uh, Don't Look Back, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Which one's that? Well, you played it. Um, it's made by the guy who uh, did VVVVVV. Um, it's it's a uh, I don't want to say what myth it's it's uh it's it's off of it's monochrome red. Um, and you have to. Uh, do this platforming without uh, without ever like looking back, so you can only uh, go forward. Yeah, okay. For narrative reasons, I, I remember us talking about it. So don't don't lie to me and say you don't know what I'm talking well, about. <laughs> I've seen the game. I don't think I've ever played through and beat it myself. However, oh, it's a uh, it's 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 marvelous. It's uh it's yeah. genuinely affecting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So that was that that was a lot of wow. <laughs> Wowie! Wow! 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 <laughs> How about you, Ben? Um, we can retalk about Skyrim from last week. <laughs> God, that, man, we lost the Skyrim talk. Shit, we did. Dwagons, dwagons. Okay, yeah. well, t- tell me how. Um, I mean, I don't, don't want to, you know, have you say. Ex- I don't expect you to keep exact count. How many dragons have you killed? Uh, like uh, probably around twenty or so. Does it ever stop being awesome when you do it? Yeah. They started to get hard, so now it's not as fun anymore. <laughs> they start to kill me more frequently, so I don't like that. Okay. Do you say, ever feel any guilt over killing a majestic creature? Not at all. They are ruthless killing machines. They deserve to die. <laughs> There's, they're, they're, they're narratively justified as, as why they should die. So it's not like Shadow of the, Shadow of the Colossus. I know what you're trying yeah. to do to us, David. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> I, I've just been um, watching uh, Peter's escapades with... Um, uh, whales, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, it's fun though. It's still been good. Still doing a bunch of different quests. There's, there's still a a over a page full of different quests that I can do right now. So <laughs> that it's just sounds fun. like a panic attack to me. <laughs> uh, it's you know you pick it up, you pick a quest you want to do, you do yeah. it, and then you know yeah, you man. then you watch. Dave plays Sinsra. <laughs> you dip out, you dip back <laughs> in, all that. I was going to say, we could probably do better commentary on what one another has been playing than <laughs> what we've been playing. <laughs> Are you still playing a thiefy, a thiefy type person? Well, I, I went through the Thief's Guild, but then I stopped that. 
uh, I've just been doing a bunch of random quests. I went through the Mages Guild. Uh, I don't know how to do the Assassin's Guild. Dave said that in the last game you had to kill an innocent person for no reason, and then they contact you. That is an option in this one, although if you walk around Whiterun enough, you'll hear like a miscellaneous quest that will pretty obviously lead to the Dark Brotherhood. Um, uh, okay. Like the, 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 and that's the more interesting way to get into it. I don't want yeah. to talk about like narratively what you what you do because it you know just yeah. just 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 like in Oblivion that is the most narratively interesting um, uh, okay. of of the of the guild of the guild quest. But walk I around know, in Oblivion, uh, thieves guild was at least the first several missions was pretty badass. Yeah, and just the the, the scenario design for the for, for the assassins guild was just so so uh, tremendous. They, it is nice how how much care they put into the guild missions and yeah. how it how it explores that aspect of the game really well. So that has been nice to see. Um, but yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty game. You walk around. There's pretty <laughs> environments. I've noticed they jumped over the uncanny valley this time. <laughs> they managed to make. I mean, they still look pretty pretty ugly, but yeah, but not they're as... not all staring into your soul, right? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that on the missing episode too. Like just the the what, what a difference it, it makes to be able to pan around and like, um, you know, how I naturally tried to find the best shot if I could walk around while 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 other, while other people were talking. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, if you go back and play Fallout, you know, you you notice that every single camera angle when you talk to somebody, it's front and center, fixed, yeah, yeah. front and center, bus shot. They're going to talk. There's going to be a name to the left of them, and you're going to pick some options. The game I it. play is I see how far I can move the camera to the right because you know like it moves to the right and then it slowly moves and eventually stops and then i see how far i can move the camera to the left <laughs> so um one thing that i really didn't like and i hope that they've addressed this in a patch since the last time i played it i want to know if you um are noticing this if you're talking with somebody so say you're talking with the yarl of 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 one of these towns if you're talking mm-hmm. with, with with one of the mayors usually when 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 you're like getting quest relevant information like it's it's a it's two characters that are talking and you're not locked into the dialogue so you're yeah. walking around right yeah. um and for me what's what's irritating is like the servants will be walking in and walking out and they'll bump into you or they'll see and then they'll start talking to you yeah and they'll say well you better be careful with that fire i don't want you to set me on fire and you're you like know? shut the fuck up <laughs> i'm trying to and, and see you'd be because my hearing is shit you know I, i'm trying to focus and keep and, and and keep my you know mind on what the actual information that's being conveyed and a lot of that is you know fo- following along with the subtitles but when two people talk over each other or, or, or there's background noise, and when they do that, especially, all I hear is yeah, that that happened to me too when I first started playing the game. I don't think they've addressed it, but God, it hasn't came up since I start, first started playing the game either. So why, why can't Just everybody make do a something? policy to kill the servants when they do that? <laughs> make an example, and then they'll all shut up. Um, <laughs> Who will speak when spoken to, servant? <laughs> but. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, w- I wish that everybody would do subtitles as well as Valve does, honestly. But yeah, neither, neither here nor there. Um, Ben, so 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 uh, you you have not progressed in the main quest at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, slightly, slightly more than I have since yeah. last week. Okay. Um, I got the horn or whatever. I uh went to the party and then I found an old person and now. <laughs> I met the dragon on the top of the map. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I I was really pleasantly surprised, and this is this is like one of the areas where I, I feel kind of bad for somebody who didn't play Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, but so much of like what happened in Oblivion informs the main narrative of this game. I thought they were going to be entirely separate from each other, but mm-hmm. like when they refer to you know the the hero of the Oblivion Crisis, or when they talk about um, you know Martin or any of the Septum line, and especially like. Oh, fuck. I don't want. I don't want to say like who 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 gets involved and in, in, in what, but like factions that come into play, like mm-hmm. it, you get a lot more out of it if you know the history of those from the previous game, like what gotcha. like why they are in the position that they're in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't play Oblivion, so I'm not going to get that. <laughs> yeah, so, so I guess that was my roundabout way of saying like, oh, man, I wish <laughs> you I wish are that not going to have a good experience with this game. <laughs> well, no, you're going to have a good experience because I mean, I think Bethesda has done has done real well at at I mean, you know, that's making it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the the, the tagline of their games practically is you can ignore the main quest. Um, and, and they, and they know that there are people who probably just, you know, skipped through all the dialogue and did the main quest in oblivion so they could get to more difficult dungeons. I, I, you know, they, and they understand that. And there's almost, there's almost always an option that you can hit to ask them to explain and give you the backstory, which is, which, which is, I think, charitable. And I think, you know, kind of forward thinking that, you know, they give you the option to find out about it, but they don't like cram it down your throat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know who that was. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I think an example of how they do that is with the books in this game, how it's, you know, entire stories, you know, that are, you know, six or seven or ten pages long. I yeah. read the first book today <laughs> that most of the time, yeah, I just don't even care about it. But it was actually a really interesting story. It was just, uh, yeah. yeah. It's neat. I, I accumulate books and you, you'll, you'll find a lot of repeats, but I, I kind of like to try and collect books and keep them at my house. Yeah, you know, I mean, because in, in reality they're short, but like when you know when you're going through a dungeon and you're trying to shake stuff down for potions, you're never ever going to use. Um, the last thing you want to do is take you know three minutes to read a five page book, you know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had a funny story. Yeah, I bought the house in White Run or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I I had given a bunch of items to like a companion or someone who's following me, and I had not seen the person or whatever. And then they show up in the house, and so I was going through all the stuff, and before I was going to put all my items that I didn't need in a chest, I was going through all these old items that I didn't need, and a lot of them were, yeah, like books that had no value or whatever. So I went through this list and dropped all the items that had almost no value, and then when you do that, they they make physical objects of all the items that you're dropping, so I probably dropped around 20 to 50 to 100 items. <laughs> And, and so when I unpaused, I had to climb over all the items that I had just dropped. And so if you go in my house on the second floor in like the guest room, there's just a bunch of items all over the place. <laughs> so I thought it was funny that you could make a mess in a game that just like in real life, you know. And that's so funny because like I, I walk into my house in White Run and I know that my, my, my armor is going to be in the in the chest at the bottom of the bed. <laughs> my weapons are going to be in, in the in the chest of drawers at the top of the stairs. My potions are going to be in the alchemy room. My f- cooking ingredients are going to be in the kitchen. Like and my my books are going to be on the bookshelf. God damn it! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've probably spent more time fiddling around with like what inventory things should go where mm-hmm. than, than I actually have played. You know, playing the game. So basically, you turn the game into Minecraft. Kinda, yeah. I mean, I turn every game into Minecraft, but that's 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 really just me. Um, 
don't know, random comments from someone observing this from the outside. Um, one, people seem to be very concerned about you setting them on fire. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've just noticed. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's because, I, I mean, it's either they're looking at what you have equipped. So if, you, if you're like me and you always have like a spell in your off in your offhand, they'll say, oh, be careful with that. Um, or the or they'll look at like what your skill aptitudes are. Like if you're really good at armory, they'll ask you to like make you something, you know, okay. so, stuff like that. Um, the other thing. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm kind of concerned because um, Ben doesn't seem to um, realize the gra- grave threat this re- um, uh, this represents. But I've noticed that um, in Scrim, um, raptors are slowly um, infiltrating society, and it's only a matter of time before they um, they their thirst for blood. Um, overcomes them and this just becomes um you know jurassic park winter edition oh you're talking about the xr oh i don't know shit, i just know there's XR raptors or... that are cunning the lizards the argonians xr is everquest xr yeah. xr is everquest yeah <laughs> no it's it, it's fun i i <laughs> i always like uh you know the 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 ham-handed commentary on racism that's the you know that's edged into yeah. in, into a lot of in, into yeah. a lot of video games. It's like it's not like that's a bad message, you, you know. But it's like they always try and turn it into like you know the stereotypical like oh he's a half elf or oh he's a half orc he'll never fit in and either of those yeah. and that's always I, like that character. <laughs> I very briefly played Morrowind, but one of the missions was one of the alien race or not the alien race, but like uh, one of the the weirder races, the non-human races. Yeah. Had had to smuggle drugs in their stomach to somewhere else. I'm like, huh. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Well, no, Morrowind, like narratively, was was definitely the worst for that. Um, just because the uh, uh, the not Dwemer, those are the those are the or the Dunmer, the Dark Elves. The drow? Yeah, yeah, the Dark Elves. They're, they're that's their province, and they're incredibly like insular. And it's kind of funny because like when you're when you know depending on what's what city you're in, like if you go to uh, I can think it was White Run. What's the what's what's one of the other ones that's kind of further north? It's the it's the city where the uh, where the resistance is located. Um, I forget. I don't know. I need to go back and play it. Um, you, you find out that like here, like they're ghettoized and they're put into the different areas, and, and a lot of the quests that you can do in there have to do with like trying to you know manage their reputation and trying to fight for justice for them. Hmm. And, and like Dragon Age did the same thing with elves and and, and, and all of that. It's just. I don't know. It, it seems like the the the, the wrong venue, and you know, I don't know. I'm go, just go saying, ahead. racism, whatever. When it comes to raptor people infiltrating society, I think the only safe choice is to um, kill first and ask <laughs> questions later. Okay, Alex Jones. Um, no, I guess that'd be David. Clever Icky. girl. David da- 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 David Dick, right? He's the guy who thinks that every like the world is run by lizard people. That's a hollow earth kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, David Dick. And Jesse Ventura too, to a certain extent. Huh. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, like I <laughs> just said, it's only a matter of time until you know they they go all clever girl on you. Cat people run, run like the wind. Yep. <laughs> cool. Just Wait, a... Jesse Ventura, really? Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a crazy. He's a listen uh... person believer guy. He he he's a he's a conspiracy believer guy. Ben, what uh what race were you in Skyrim? 
Uh, Breton. I always play Breton. You always play Breton? I always play Are Breton. those the the general European y, uh, not strong they're the, people? They're the humans with guile. They're, they're, the, they're, they're the, the most human humans. They're the, the non Scottish humans. <laughs> No, no, the Nordic. I, well, yeah, the not the non Nordic. I mean, if 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 you are, they're they're like the Gales, like like the Gaelic people. If mm. if you're equating it to real kind of thing, like that that that's what a lot of their uh you know kind of flavor text points towards, like Breton, like oh Breton, like from the island of Britain, maybe. Um, I yeah. play, I play okay. them because okay. because their racial perk always has to do with uh, magic, and I always play mages. Yeah, uh, and you're what? What are you playing? You're playing a Nord, Ben. Uh, I'm a wood elf. Okay. With a, uh, oh well, yeah. That's what the next question I was going to ask you is: Did you max out any of your uh, skill trees? No, no. I'm too much of a dilettante. What do you mean? Oh, just I. I, I, I give you mad props for using that. For him for using it correctly. No, um, I spread my points out pretty evenly. It really, it's just depending on whatever I'm closest to getting a new shiny from. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I I can you know jack of all trades kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Does um, unarmed fighting still suck? Uh, they I don't think endurance is as big of a is as big of a factor in this one, so I don't know if it's a, if it's viable. Unarmed fighting in Oblivion wasn't bad because you could it, it was actually like a really good way to disable people. Was like you you know if if they were heavily armored, you couldn't take their health down, but unarmed attacks directly take away from uh, stamina. Which is uh, the, the the green bar, um, and that and that causes them to uh, fall over and pass out. So you could effectively but then subdue you can't them. Make people dead. Yeah, you can still loot them. It, it considers them dead. They just get back up. But like it, it just it, it circumvents different you know to different stats. So like it's something could have re- really high, really uh, really high health, but really low stamina, and you would effectively be able to take them down quicker. That really makes no sense, though, because that's the exact opposite of the way it should work. It's video like, games. You're wearing extremely <laughs> thick armor, so the logical thing is to punch you. Or, or the definition of health, you would think somebody would have a good stamina. <laughs> Ooh, if you want to, uh, if you if you want to like fall down a rabbit hole, just Google, um, you know, like you know, or or look for the different ways that HP is treated in like different role playing games. Oh, like, I love. Um, <laughs> Did you ever read the the um, article on basically why um, on like how D and D gives you HP in terms of like why it does not represent you just taking uh, shots? I, I mean, like I I've, I know all the different justifications, but there but there's still like this this idea that there's a subtraction of you know here here's the number here's the amount of damage that you are able to take but there but there is you know a, effectively no difference no matter what your maximum health is between being having 1 hp and having 2 hp and having 0 hp so right. you know the, the 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 change per point from 1 to the you know from, from all the way down to 1 is nothing but the second you hit 0 that's when you give and that's when you fall over and die whereas if it was actually modeling health or if it was modeling your ability to you know, to actually perform things, it would actually diminish as your as your health, you know, kind of dropped. D and D kind of kind of kind of accounts for that by making it so that you don't actually die until you're in negative ten HP. Um, at least this was true as of third edition. But uh, they yeah. also, um, if you actually um, bother to do the rules for death from massive damage, that also tends to make it a little bit better. 
uh, what was it? It was like in uh, in in first ed- in first edition of D anD D. They said uh, like if 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 anything would cause you to turn into chunky salsa, then you would die immediately. Right. Well, and in third edition, it was by default if you took more than fifty points of damage, and um, from any one attack or whatever, you were instantly dead. Um, did, does that change at epic levels? Yeah, there there were ways around it, like um, a number of like the barbarian type themed either classes or feats would it, it, um, expand that. Right. But the the idea was that um, you know just like a boxer can ca- take a crap ton of hits because he knows how to roll with the punches, versus you know your average person just gets you know hit once and they're out. Uh-huh. I mean, the idea isn't that it's supposed to represent you just toughing out. It's supposed to represent you knowing how to turn a deadly hit into a grazing hit. Right. So. Yeah. Wow. HP. <laughs> but the the reason why I asked if 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 uh, killing dragons like never stopped being awesome is you know no matter how many I, I found I would always get that adrenaline rush if i was like walking from place to place because i don't really like to fast travel um it's like killing whales <laughs> a little bit but no but just like just uh that, that 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 whole experience that whole encounter from you know from from from, from when a dragon when you first encounter it to when you kill it like when you see the shadow past and you and you feel the the the, the controller rumble and you hear the whoosh, of the rush of air as it like passes directly overhead and the music kind of starts changing like yeah. that. Like you, and you immediately start being like, okay, this is going to get real. It's like if, if any random encounter on, on the world map could be a boss fight, that's the, that's the level that we're talking about. Yeah. So always press circle, switch to glass errors. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you playing anything else, man? No, that's all neat. Um, do you want me to summarize? I'll, I'll do a quick summary, a summary of what I said last week. Um, just, uh, the salient points, uh, for last week, I finished Assassin's Creed revelations, um, non-essential. If you can, uh, wait, uh, if it has been less than 18 months since you have played Assassin's Creed brotherhood, I would recommend you not play it. Um, just because it does get a little bit tiresome. It does get a little bit, uh, it doesn't add a lot new. Um, and it feels like it's really wearing out its goodwill. However, it does resolve Ezio's story in a very, very satisfying way. And it actually makes Altair into a likable character. Um, so can we finally move on to a different character? Yeah, uh, mm, I get I get a little bit antsy when people, st- when people say they don't like Ezio. Uh, oh, I like Ezio. <laughs> I'm just disappointed that I was expecting like a romp through all of history. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to like go to St. Petersburg in 1920s and uh, uh you know, the, the the those kind of areas. But they take it to, you know, the the Middle East again and they 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 take it to Constantinople, which is nice. I'm um, just saying Rasputin was the original boss fight. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so, I mean, like play, play it for narrative reasons or look up, or look up the, uh, uh, the ending on YouTube. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, I'm, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> a ringing endorsement. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, I, I, I don't consider it to be, you know, 10 hours wasted. I just, it just, you know, this is a series that, that I love and this is something I, I, I tooted about it. I was like, can, can we still consider something 
to be a good series if half of the entries in it are mediocre. So Assassin's Creed 1, mediocre. Assassin's Creed 2, phenomenal. Uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you know, not as you know, not as novel as Assassin's Creed 2, but really did it pretty well. Um, and then Assassin's Creed Revelations, again, mediocre. It's like, at, at what point does that average start to skew? Now, you could make the case that, like, you know, NES Mega Man games, you know, there there might have been, you know, two, maybe three of those that were, you know, good games in terms of the series, but but it's still considered to be a good a, a good series, right? Yeah. I guess for me, I have... I have not had a good experience with Assassin's Creed yet, so I could kind of care less about the series. Right. I know. I Brotherhood was the first one where I really significantly liked, or probably the best one where I significantly liked the combat system. Yeah. No, the, 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 they definitely made the combat something you wanted to do, um, just with the combo kills. Yeah. Um, also... Um, the being able to call in the assassins, I don't know, I I found that often very entertaining. Sometimes abusable, but if you yeah. if you just didn't abuse it, it was good. Those were those were worthwhile additions to the mechanics. Um the, you know, the the calling in assassins and uh uh the the other thing that you said that I can't remember because I'm so incredibly tired. Um, but none of the stuff that they added aside from the hook blade felt essential. And like, I don't, I don't see it being something that's like kept in, 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 in Assassin's Creed three. Uh, I, I still feel like they need to go with something completely different. I still there, would like to see like World War One or two, personally. Yeah, but, me too. I mean, there are plenty of places that are architecturally like, like doing London during the siege of World War two, like, holy shit, that would be amazing. Right. But, yeah, that would be cool. You know, but uh, um, it's it's very definitely building towards Desmond in New York. So would um, New York, Chicago would also be good. Um, so would um, would um, Winston Churchill be a Templar or an assassin? I've got no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 and, I, and I think that like as as they get more modern day, they have to play it. They have to play it a little bit more, you know, because they can slander like an actual pope from the from the 1500s. That's fine. You know, they can say he was part of a big conspiracy. You know, pretty much all the characters that you meet, they are actual people from history. Like, you know, right. you, you can say like, oh, so that's what Machiavelli was up to. You know, because who cares? But when you get into like talking about like, oh, Winston Churchill was part of a grand conspiracy. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he was. I don't know. But <laughs> his grandchildren are still alive. I mean, they do um, with with yeah, Edison true. and Ford. That that's probably the most uh, Edison, Ford, and Tesla is probably the most um, contemporary they've gone so far. Yeah. No, um, actually, my my favorite though is that. Um, if I remember correctly, it, the mercenary leader in the old Ezio line is pr- historically most um, notable for being outspokenly against the use of mercenaries. <laughs> That's why he, he didn't like to mix work with pleasure. <laughs> so, so yeah, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> The other thing I've been playing. Not no Cole. I don't know. Leave me alone. No. Um, 
<laughs> you called me, dude. No. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy 13. Um, I shared some of my thoughts on it last week. I think that it's getting a bum rap. I feel a lot about it, like I do, like I did about uh, Final Fantasy 12. At least at the at the point that I'm at, um, I, I'm I'm starting to like it. Uh, they definitely don't lead with a strong foot, but once you get to the point where your quest is clear and like it's clear what you're going to do, and you and you have everybody in your party, um, and if you've played it, you know what that plot event is. Um, that's, that's when everything becomes kind of manageable and it becomes kind of relatable. Um, so I'm looking forward to any time that I'm going to be able to spend with that. Uh, I love, I love how they, you know, make the, make the battle system more abstract. Um, it, you know, it's, it's definitely the, the, like the, the only feasible way they could do it and still keep it interesting and not have it stagnate. So the paradigm shift system is great and I'm looking forward to seeing more. Overall, how are you feeling about your backlog collection? Uh, my backlog is daunting. Um, it is so very daunting. <laughs> You do realize that I looked at your backlog and was like, wow, he has a really short backlog. I, I didn't realize <laughs> most people beat um, so many games. Um, that most people beat so many games? I had the opposite uh, reaction. The, 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 the thing when is... When I play a game, I assume I won't beat it. Like, I probably beat maybe like one or two games a year. It's it's the it's the eternal distinction though. It's it's the difference between beating a game and being done with it. It's finishing yeah. it and being finished with it. Like what you, I, like what I, what I don't know if it came I don't know if it came through in the backlog list for you, David. Those aren't games that like I've started and then put down. Those are games that I have paid real money for and own and are sitting on a shelf behind me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Staring at you. <laughs> And I and I added mocking mo- you, <laughs> making me feel guilty. No, I just I, I I don't I don't regret a single one of those purchases. I regret not giving them many. God, I, I can't stop. I, I, I'm a monster, you guys. I'm a monster. I was down um, in Cincinnati this past week, um, and I stopped into my old my old stomping grounds, my my old uh, big chain video game store. That's, that sounds shall sounds not like be named. Shall, the, 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 the the chain which shall not be named. Um, you know, just, just, just for, you know, my, my own personal reason, CYA. Um, and I saw, I was, I was looking around, you know, because the person I was there to talk to was helping a customer and, and I was um, about to shoplift. Yeah. I just, just, so just wanted to take shit. It made me feel alive, you know, go out to the car and just put out, put out cigarettes on my arm. I don't even smoke. Um, <laughs> But but uh, I bought two more games. I bought uh, um, I, I found uh, I found a, a PS2 survival horror game that I'd never heard of. Um, what was and it? Did own. Echo Night Beyond. <laughs> awesome name. Yeah yeah. So it like t- it takes place on a space station. It's neat. I haven't, <laughs> haven't played it, haven't played it yet. Um, and I picked and I picked up Cursed Mountain, which again is a, is another mediocre survival horror game. Uh, this time on the Wii. Um, I've talked about it a little bit before, but uh, I was like. Holy shit! This one game is three bucks, and this other game is ten bucks. Let's go! And I added two more <laughs> to the end of the list. So, top of the list for you. So it's yeah. like the real world version of um, Steam. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Except this represents stuff that I need to put into a box and carry somewhere when I, you know, get a place. Are these <laughs> used or? Um, I te- I try to buy new, but you know that's just that's just me these are my priorities i don't you know spend money on anything else i don't, I don't need to defend myself to you i don't need to defend myself to anybody <laughs> <laughs> no this is an intervention call <laughs> i think you're don't a little tired i'm just throwing this out there <laughs> take a little bit what 
tired. Yeah, a little bit. Um, no, no. Um, other two things. Other two things. Uh, r- real briefly. One thing that I talked about last week that was lost. Castlevania: Order of Ecclesia. Great game. Really hard. Uh, definitely playing it and contextualizing it as a 2D Dark Souls um, is uh, is helping me um, kind of be a bit more tolerant and a bit more patient of it. But I am dying a lot. Um, is it that doesn't... a classic like Metroid style cla- um, Castlevania? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, it's it's not like one one big uh, one big castle like uh, like Symphony of the Night or uh, any like or, or, or any of those. It's like a bunch of different areas. You have like a like a like a world map select where you go to different places. But each of those individual like areas, like you know, it, it's it's pretty diverse. So there's like forests and caves and stuff like that. They all have their own you know Symphony of the Night style map. But it's not it's not this stupid like three uh, D series. I've never played a three D Castlevania, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Can say yeah, um it's probably better to just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real hard. It's good. I, I I like it. Um another DS game, um it finally came in, uh got the last window um in and I, and I'm starting to play that. Uh, that is a game that is made by Sing, which unfortunately is a company that is out of business now. Um, they, they, they made uh, Hotel Dusk, uh, which was one of the more popular visual novel games for the DS. They also made Again. That was pretty cool. They also made Again, which is one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the sequel. It didn't come to America. I had to order it from Britain, but thankfully it's, uh, it does play on American DSs. And so I'm uh, I'm dipping back into that because Hotel Dusk was an amazing game, and it is a direct sequel to it. So, yeah, haven't cool. played haven't played a lot of it, but I'll, I'll have more I'll have more next time. <laughs> uh, so that was episode number one hundred and forty five, Mark Two of uh, Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Consider that one and a half episodes. We wanted it to be short, but it did not end up being short. Um, might go up late. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but what you can do, you can go to duckfeed.tv. You can, uh, do a little search, see if we've talked about a game that you like, find out if we liked it, find out if we didn't like it, find out if we were indifferent about it, find out if we talked about news about it, any of those things. It's a great resource from there. You can also, uh, find us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. You can leave us a review. You can, uh, send links to your friends to uh, specific episodes that you really like. Uh, you can check out other shows on the duckfeed.tv network. Uh, watch out for fireballs. We just had an episode go up about DuckTales. The next episode there is going to be a, be, be about Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Uh, that Ooh. one's going to be fun. And then after that, we're doing uh, Silent Hill 2. So I expect you to participate in that one, Ben. Um, blah, 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 blah. Really? Yeah. And then those damn Ross kids. That's a pretty fun show, too. So uh, <laughs> do you guys, did, did I miss anything there, guys? No. Okay. Um, so for uh, Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, this has been Cole. All by yourself. <laughs> some, I always say go your, last. That's, some, that's somebody the say your name. Somebody, somebody say your name. David? Ben Merkel? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, you're David. You're, you're, you're David. Ben, say your name. I'm Ben Merkel. Okay. I'm David Mice. I'm, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I don't care what time of day it is uh, you're listening to this. Uh, go get some sleep. Your body. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Now. <laughs> night.